Hi everyone, welcome back to the Dorm Room Diaries podcast. I'm Emma, and this week we don't have Abby with us. She's still a little bit sick, so we hope you're getting better, Abby, if you're listening to this. I love you very much, and I'm excited to see you soon. It's been too long. We haven't seen each other in like a month, which is rare for us. Um, So, love you, Abby. (laughs) Today... Like I said, it's just going to be me, and I'm going to be talking a little bit about my mental health at the moment. (laughs) Will I regret this later? Maybe. Should I be talking to my therapist about this? Maybe. I don't know. But I want to talk about loneliness, fears, self-betterment. Is betterment a word? I think it is. All that stuff on today's episode. And there is a fan going behind me because it's warm in my room. And so maybe it's going to be nice and calming with the sort of white noise deal. Or it's going to be super annoying. But we'll find out. (laughs) Leave a review if you want. uh, And I will change accordingly next episode if the fan is too much. Let's start by talking about loneliness. I've been feeling it a lot recently. And I think it's because it's a burnout season. I think this entire year, people have been feeling burnt out over Zoom. Zoom fatigue is a real thing. We have all been through a global pandemic and we're still going through it. Stay safe, get vaccinated. Uh, And I know I've been feeling the effects of burnout a lot. And I know other people I've talked to have been feeling about effects of burnout. And although it, on the surface, it looks like academic burnout, you know, you just don't have energy for your classes and you're struggling to focus, all that stuff, you can also develop uh, symptoms of anxiety and depression, all that fun stuff, because your mind is sort of in this state of chaos. (laughs) And I have been feeling that a lot recently. So when my mind has a million things to, to think about, like my schoolwork, I have six classes this semester, I'm slowly working through all my finals and my projects and my essays, so much writing and so many quizzes, just it's really tough and by the way we are almost at the other side of it. I know for CU students we're a week away, it is so close. For other people, you're coming up, I think, a month left of school, and it's it's gonna feel so good once we're over the hump and, you know, we can just think about other things that aren't school. It's gonna be great, but when my mind at this moment is thinking about all of my assignments and all the tests that I have to do, I, my anxiety just manifests in a way where it adds on 20 other, like, 20 million other things for me to worry about that don't even have to do with school, and that's kind of where my head is at right now, and so I know I'm not the only one that feels this way. I know other people kind of have those intrusive thoughts every once in a while of, like, oh, you're, you know, you're gonna be alone forever, or your friends don't like you, blah, 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 and that's uh, not a fun way to look at yourself, and it comes in waves, obviously, but right now, because my mind is so uh, chaotic, 
it's just kind of my anxiety is kind of thrown into this bout of uh, schoolwork and all that stuff. And I've noticed when my when my mind is like this, it sort of just brings up emotions that normally I would have been able to like work past or work through easily, but now it just is, seems a little bit um, a little more difficult to work through. And so feelings of loneliness definitely come up. And honestly, my mind is too, like, my mind should uh, recognize that it's, I'm too busy to think about these things. I'm, I have so much work to do. I don't need to think about, you know, feeling lonely or all that stuff. And um, so it's a little frustrating, but it happens nonetheless. And so for me, the feelings of loneliness kind of stem from having a deep love for people in this world and, uh, you know, feeling like it's too much, that I'm too much for some people. I have a very deep heart for, I just, that's my natural instinct is to love very deeply and put people in front of myself even when it's unrealistic and it can get really exhausting sometimes and that's kind of what I'm feeling at the moment. Um, I've had some not so great friendships <laughs> over the last like a few years like middle school, high school, college, you know, uh, and I think a lot of my anxiety about the way that I love stems from those friendships with the cute little mix of incredible self-doubt. <laughs> it what a cocktail, right? And so those two things work together, both my friend, like past friend trauma uh, and my deep self-doubt kind of creeps through during these times. And I feel like loving people I'm either loving too much or not enough and I know this would all go away if I put that energy that I put into other people back into myself uh, but that's really hard to do right I know I'm not the only one who feels this way it's so easy to put other people in front of yourself and just sort of push your mental health and your happiness to the side because, at least for me, dealing with that those past friendships that weren't good, that the people who kind of stepped on me, um, it makes you hyper-aware in your newer friendships. And even in my friendships, like with Abby, who are, like, it's really beautiful, healthy friendships, there are still those doubts and insecurities that creep through. And I end up overexerting myself for people, and not just for the people that I love, but also for everybody. <laughs> I put my heart into everybody, um, people that I barely even know, uh, because I want them to feel loved and to feel respected. Uh, but that's also exhausting, and mainly because I never put it back into myself. I assume that if I give my 2,000% to people that they would give it back to me and that would allow me to love myself then. But I've got it a little bit backwards, right? I it, I think it needs 
or at least it needs to meet in the middle that I love myself and I love other people, you know? I can't hold off on loving myself until someone else shows that they love me in a way that I expect them to. And so at the moment, I'm just working through putting all that love and respect and attention back into myself because it's so important and I've been saying it for years that I need to do this and I've been hearing from everybody around me like you're getting stepped on left and right because you are you know giving your energy to people who don't really need it at the moment or can't handle it at the moment and you're just not giving any of it back to yourself and that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> And I think if anyone else is in this situation, which I am sure there are people, or so many people who are in the situation of giving so much to other people and not giving it to yourself, uh, just know that there are going to be people that come into your life that you don't even know yet that you're going to love so much and that are going to love you back the way that you've always wanted. But until then, you count you kind of take into account your relationships at the moment and realize that, that there are people that care about you and that love you even if they show it in a different way than you expect it and you have to give your love uh, give love to yourself you just have to there's no other way you have to do it because you're just gonna keep overexerting yourself and you're gonna run dry eventually and I think you've already felt like you've run dry. You can't pour from an empty cup, by the way. <laughs> and I know I've heard that phrase all the time. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, whatever. I get it. But really, it's important to remember that if you aren't giving the love to yourself, then you can't really give it to other people in a, in a healthy way. And there's going to be... Like I said before, there's going to be people that come into your life that respect you and love you and are so grateful for you and will show you that they love you and you just have to hold out for those friendships because uh, they will happen and you don't need to change yourself in order for those to happen. In order to attract the people that will love you, you have to believe that you deserve it and you, believe, you have to love yourself and then things will just fall into place after that. Next, I want to talk about where I'm at in college because I'm a third year student. Technically, credits wise, I'm a first semester junior, but second semester of my third year, it's just whatever. Um, <laughs> and I've been here for a while, obviously. I've been here for, you know, three years now and almost three years now, which is crazy. It feels like it was just yesterday that I was moving into the dorms. And I wanna, what I've been working on recently is cutting ties with the idea that college should be the best time of your life. Because I heard that so many times in high school from teachers, from parents, from like parents of other people, like just so many people being like, just wait until college, you're gonna blossom, you're gonna bloom, you're gonna have such a great time. And I have been surrounded by people who have also, 
who have had great college experiences, who have found their best friends, and who have found their passion and their purpose, and it's always been very, very exciting to me. And to know that I'm in the place now where so much of that happens is really wild to me. I've been looking forward to college since a day in third grade when this substitute teacher asked everyone what, when, like, where they want to go to college, which I think is a little too early <laughs> for people to ask kids what college they want to go to. I know this was like hypothetical, kind of like a, it was meant to be a sweet night like exercise, but for me, I just sort of got hooked on this idea that college is where things are going to happen for me, that college is where I'm going to, you know, just totally change. And it hasn't looked the way that I thought it would. Substitute teacher asked me where I wanted to go to college. I said the University of Hawaii because I thought it was beautiful, you know, and I clearly have not gone to the University of Hawaii. I am in uh, Colorado, beautiful Colorado to say the least, and um, so that is different. Secondly, I came here my freshman year, obviously, and I moved into my dorm. I was so excited. I was working on my mental health, like, that summer coming into college. I was so excited because I f had finally reached this place that I had been thinking of since I was in third grade. And especially near the end of high school, I wanted out of there. <laughs> There is no, I have nothing against my high school. I think it's fine. Um, you know, very academically, um, I don't, it was fine. It was, it's not a bad school, but I had a bad time there. I was incredibly anxious my entire, basically my entire high school career, and I didn't really have the words for it. I kind of moved back and forth between people, and that was uh, really frustrating. I always sort of felt like a new kid at the school that I've gone to for four years, and also, you know, I was in classes with people that I've known maybe since kindergarten or, like, middle school, you know, and to feel like an outcast or to feel like a new student at a school where you're, you should feel like you've found your place is really frustrating. So, at the end of high school, I wanted to leave, and I was so excited for college. Freshman year rolls around, and it is not how I thought it would be. I really struggled with my anxiety. If I wasn't, you know, going out to eat dinner or lunch, you know, or if I wasn't going to classes, I wasn't going anywhere. I could barely get myself out of bed to you know, make the college experience that I've always pictured. So that plus the whole roommate situation did not make a great freshman year. And I was disappointed. And now the second year was a lot better. I found an organization that I really like to be a part of. I sort of found my place. Uh, I, I found my voice, you know, through this podcast and through writing. Uh, really exciting, and then uh, the pandemic hit, and that's taken up a year and almost a half of 
my college career and I think I'm still trying to find my place here and it feels a little bit like high school right because I still feel a little little bit lost a little bit out of place here and I'm on my I'm coming up in my third year uh, at the school and a lot of me thinks that that's disappointing and that I should have I don't know that I should have done more and that I should be doing more and because I have I at this point I have a year and a half left of my school and a lot of people I know have a year left you know so it's like coming up it's coming up for a lot of us and I at this point, I could just leave very quietly in the winter of 2022 and not tell anyone. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to go to a ceremony. I don't want to, you know, make a big deal out of it. I really just want to get out of here. And, you know, for some people that might be like, yeah, that's great. Like, I, you know, I'm glad that you feel like you can leave and that you're excited for this next chapter. And yes, I am for excited for this next chapter, and I want to say that I've gotten through college and that I've passed all of my classes and everything, but I don't really like being great at goodbyes. I've always been good at goodbyes. I, in, you know, middle school, I, my friends made fun of me for two years and I didn't want to be there anymore, so I was excited for high school to start on a new page and then high school came around and the same feeling that I have now of I didn't want to go to graduation I hated my time there and I didn't want to like spend another second on the campus if I didn't have to I still have not gone back onto campus but every time I pass the school I get butterflies in my stomach so clearly I have some issues <laughs> or not issues but like um some bad memories attached to that school that maybe I don't even realize. But I don't like that I move on so quickly, you know? It's good to an extent, because I don't, you know, hold myself back from going to a different place or... I don't know. I, I think I'm in a very... I'm in a growth mindset, which is good. However, I wish there was something keeping me to the places that I left. And... For the most part, up until now, that hasn't happened. And I am really frustrated by that because I want to enjoy my time anywhere I am. And I'm working really hard to stay in the present. But right now, I can't stay in the present. I want to move away after this like whole thing goes down. I wanted to drop out so many times, and that is not the path for me. I... <laughs> I think with what I want to do after college, it's important for me to stick with it and all that. And part of me is like, you have a year and a half left, you have plenty of time to turn this around. But then the other side of me is like, you only have a year left, like you're or like a year and a half left, you're not going to get anything done in this time. And so that's a weird balance that my brain is uh, kind of... I'm going back and forth between those two thoughts a lot. And I think the kind of epitome of my college experience at the moment 
or a phrase that can wrap it up or an idea. I feel like I'm losing my time to be young in a way and it's a little strange being here in Boulder with a bunch of people who like to smoke and drink and party and like I wish I like to do those things because it sounds really cool and fun and you guys look like you're having the time of your lives um, but I'm here like you know I don't I've never smoked anything I don't drink I you know I feel a little bit boring and old in this town <laughs> and I know that I'm only 20 years old I am turning 21 in July like I'm so young and that in itself should be a reason to feel young but it doesn't feel that way and I think I've built college up in my mind to be the time to be young and to, you know, try things out and meet new people and fall in love for the first time and all that stuff and that's just, it just hasn't happened at all and that's, part of me is really frustrated and that's kind of the louder part of me at the moment is very frustrated. I. I hope that in the next year and a half that things will change around or turn around and I won't want to leave so much at the end of this but at the moment I really want to leave and I'm trying very very hard to learn how to be present at the moment and it's really hard <laughs> because all this time I've kind of worked my way up to college being this huge change and this huge time in my life and when it didn't look the way that I wanted to I naturally moved on to the next stage of my life. I Now I'm like well after college I'll move to Portland and I'll work for blah 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 and blah 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 and I'm just never here. I'm always somewhere else <laughs> trying to get there and I know once I get to wherever I'm going after college, it might not even be Portland at the end of it, um, I know once I get there, it's not going to feel as how I thought it would feel. And I need to learn how to not just make things to be so big up in my mind. I think it's so great to look forward to things and to be excited to th be excited for things. And I'm excited about a lot of things, and I just want those things to be, I want to be excited about things every day. And so that's what I'm learning how to do right now, is just learning how to find little moments throughout each day to feel okay and to feel happy and excited. I want to learn new things. I want to finally learn more than four chords on that guitar in, my, in the corner of my room. I want to do some painting projects. I don't know, I just want to uh, fill my life with more joy and energy that at the end of all of this, at the end of my college career, I could say that I did have these lovely, beautiful days. And I think that's kind of the message of it all, right? That things are never as they s will never be as you make them up to be in your head, but that does not automatically, you know, label them as bad experiences. I have had lovely days throughout this time in college, 
And just because they aren't consistent does not mean that this has been a experience that I'm going to regret, right? I have met people that really mean a lot to me, and whether we keep in touch after college or not, I met them, and they impacted me in some way. And I've had days where I watch the sunset and I kind of tear up at how beautiful it is. And I have had days where I have little movie nights with people. Again, even if I don't talk to those people anymore, there were lovely little nights of what I feel like, I feel like in those moments, those little moments, those sunsets, those movie nights, those walks to the creek, those skipping rocks, those, you know, the swinging days, um, I feel like those are all gonna accumulate into having good memories from this place. Even though there have been times where I really hate it here, <laughs> it's not all bad. And I, <clears throat> there's a lyric in this song, Silhouettes by Colony House, and it says, don't go bearing the good with the bad and the ugly. And that's kind of what I want to take with me through this college experience, is even though it didn't look the way I thought it was, I thought it would, from all the way back in third grade, um, that does not mean it was a bad experience at all. And I will continue to try and incorporate little joys into my life every day, and I will try to put myself out there, and I will try to <clears throat> take account of little small things that make me happy throughout my days and I will look back at this time knowing that there were good days and that there will still be good days ahead of me even if there are also bad days. What I take away from all of this is that I can feel very stuck sometimes, I can feel very lonely sometimes, and I'm working through those feelings and up until recently, I've never let myself feel anything for very long at all because, you know, I'm the positive friend. Like, I, people come for me to, people come to me for advice, and I always feel very much like a burden if I ever talk about my feelings to them. Uh, and which also, which isn't true, but uh, that's how I feel sometimes. So I never let myself feel sad or mad. Or frustrated for very very for very long and I'm working on letting myself actually sit in those feelings because they're just gonna keep on coming up if I don't deal with them in the moment <clears throat> and so that's kind of where I'm at right now I'm just letting myself feel a little bit stuck and know that I'm working towards being a more a better more well-rounded person but to give myself some slack, to cut myself some slack, we have been through an entire pandemic and are still going through it, and I, <clears throat> I feel that I've changed in the past year, in the past, like, two months, honestly, like, it just, I, it's hard to sit back and look at yourself uh, a few months ago or a few years ago and actually notice the change that happened within you. 
um, but know that it's there, <laughs> that you are a different person now than you were a year ago, and that's really exciting. And it can, and change is not comfortable. Uh, during this time, it's not comfortable comfortable to feel like you're a different person, or to feel like the person you once were is sort of like floating away at this point. It's uncomfortable, but you can go through uncomfortable things and come out the other side of them. You always have and you always will. It's so great to want to be a better person and to work towards that, but also recognizing that the person you are now is completely perfect in every way. <laughs> and you, you know, you got to this point because of the person you were a year ago. And you are going to get to your next point because of the person you are now. And that's really cool. And I think you should have some respect and love for not only not only the version of yourself that you are now, but the version of the versions of yourself that came before this one and the ones that are yet to come. I want to end this episode by saying or by sharing a quote from Jenny Slate. Her book Little Weirds really helped me through just kind of putting my own emotions into words that I have tried to put into words but couldn't. Uh, her writing voice is so beautiful and magical and it's an incredible book, Little Weirds. So I highly recommend it. But there is one chapter where she talks about being in the trenches, she calls it, of sadness and kind of how to pull herself out of them. And she recalls having a dream about her sitting in the lap of a life-sized dog and, like, sticking her head out the window. And, yes, it sounds funny. And, you know, reading that, I was like, what is going on? But she goes on to say that you can open up a window for yourself. That was the whole message of that dream, is that if you're in these trenches of you know, depression or sadness or anxiety, you have the ability to pull yourself out of it. And it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be a quick process. And most likely, most likely it will not be a quick process. But if every day you open up a window for yourself, both metaphorically and physically, then one day you will be on the other side of this. So... I will leave you with that, and I hope you have a great rest of your day or night or morning whenever you're listening to this, and the next time we talk, Miss Abby will be back with us, and I'm very, very excited. She has been one of the reasons this college experience has not been so awful, and I'm very, very grateful for her. So, goodbye. I will see you next time.